Welcome everyone to episode 100 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and just talk about video games. As always, I'm joined by Shelby White. Howdy, howdy, everybody. And unfortunately, on this momentous occasion, this episode 100, Dan could not be here to join us. Thus, this is why you're hearing my voice to start the episode instead of his. Um, he couldn't make it this episode. He'll be here on the next one. Um, but we were joking before that, yes, this is episode 100 technically, but really we recorded like <laughs> at, at least, you know, 120, 130 um, between game of the year and other, you know, quote unquote special episodes that weren't numbered. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing this a while and we have loved every minute of it. So we are going to look to do some sort of you know, celebratory thing at a certain point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so episode 100. Um, let's just jump on in, shall we? We have a lot of games to talk about. Definitely. Um, I, I'm i realizing as I'm looking at this list of games that we haven't recorded, regu- recorded a regular episode since like the beginning of December. <laughs> yeah. So, I oh, mean, December uh, gets so hectic with us trying to put together these awesome lists that you people listen to <laughs> no but uh to putting together it's tough you know like you, you know we've done it a couple of years now putting together top tens and it takes mm-hmm. up like brain waves you know like broadband definitely bandwidth in your head uh trying to to decipher all that and, and it becomes such a crunch time sometimes well um, yeah there's a lot that goes into it and then yeah. there's you know the recording itself you know like we need to chunk up a lot of time yeah. doing that um but so i'm looking at some of these games and a lot of them i played like middle of december right. which is like a month and a half ago at this point so <laughs> i'll just touch briefly on a couple of games kind of leading up to game of the year i had been going through uh game pass and being like all right what games came out this year that are on game pass that i didn't have a chance to try like you know smaller indie games is mostly what i was looking for and I'll, I'll mention a couple here quick. Um, one of them is a game called Unto the End. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came out in December last year. Um, and it is like a 2D side-scrolling. It's, it's kind of like an action game, but like also a little bit of an adventure game. There, there are these old games, Flashback and stuff like that, where it's like almost like the do you know the really old prince of persia games where it's like right you right, run right. it's a side scrolling game and then you have to do actions and they all have like big animations that you need to like factor into your timing right this is that kind of game i really like the art style and that's what kind of caught me and i'd been following it a little bit prior to release but i played it and i didn't really dig it ultimately um i thought it was a cool idea but the the gameplay just didn't didn't hook me, so I probably played about an hour and then and then put it down. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because it does look cool. I've, I've, I've it, it's, had seen. It. I hadn't played it, but I had seen it. Yeah, and it's neat, and it looks great, and the environment, like the the atmosphere, is really good. Um, but I kind of bounced off of it, and and especially leading up to game of the year, I was like, all right, if this doesn't grab right. me right away, I'm gonna bounce to the next right. one. So another one that I bounced to is a game called Call of the Sea. Now, I saw that you were playing this game, yeah. and I did see it on Game Pass as well, and I was interested to hear your thoughts on it, on it before I tried yeah. to give it a shot. So this is one that, that, from the first time I saw the trailer, I was interested in it because it has like a 
Bioshock feel. Like it's like mm. a first person. It looks like a big open space to explore. Not a lot of like enemies or, or things going on. It's like a you know mist like game. Um, and it 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 has an interest. It has interesting trappings around it. It has an interesting narrative going on. I had a couple of problems with it. Number one, it, the it didn't run well or look that great. And number two, a lot of the narrative and voice acting was like very stilted and and a little off putting. Mm. So I was already like kind of eh, I don't know if I want to keep going with this. And then it's a lot of like explore the area and find puzzles and stuff like that. And I mean, you know, a game that which we, is always great, yeah. Like a game that we talk about, like The Witness, is like that's all that the game is, and right. it's amazing. But nothing was like engaging enough for me. Like I would, I was just kind of bored with it. Right. So, so again, and that one I bounced off a Ugh. little bit. So I don't want to like linger on these. I just wanted to shout them out that I gave them a shot. Um, right. So those are the two like quick ones. Okay. I'll also mention I did put actually a lot more time into Cyberpunk 2077 leading up to game of the year. I want to talk about that at another time when we've all played a little bit more because I know Dan right, has played more also. I was going to say, this is a, like you two have been playing this game. I haven't touched it at all. Yeah, I don't want to go nuts with it right now. My feelings haven't changed very much. I okay. think when it's good, it's very good. But most of the time, it's not. Yeah. So uh, I'll leave it at that and we'll talk more about it um, on the next episode when Dan's here and we can talk a little bit more. Right. All right, well, here's what I want to do. I want to jump into a game, considering we just made likenesses to The Witness with Call of the Sea. Mm-hmm. So I, I booted up Dreams again and came across this game called Lock. It just had a little title screen. It was in, like, the Media Molecule. Uh, their picks. The, their so picks, yeah, yeah. exactly, staff picks. So I was like, let me check this out. This game is very... Um, Reminiscent of The Witness, where first-person view, solving puzzles. They drop you on an island. You start off on a dock up to a little house that's on a little rock in the middle of the sea. Um, and and you walk up. You find this pamphlet, and it says LOCK, and I forget what it uh, stands for. It's an acronym? It's an acronym. Um, but obviously, they probably just they wanted to call a LOCK, and they made up an acronym yeah, for it, you know? And and you walk and it, it you could tell that there's a page ripped out of it that's somewhere else and but it basically tells you go up to any panel there's a four letter combination to these panels that will always spell a word in the English dictionary. Okay. So so it's not just random letters mm-hmm. that anybody could guess for no reason. Um, so you go up to the first panel. And on the pamphlet, there is a clue to how to open the first panel. Very, very simple mm-hmm. um, clue. And it looks really good. You can tell it's made in dreams mm-hmm. by if you walk up and see some of the textures to some mm-hmm. of the things. But um, It's got that like misty. Exactly. Like, it's got like you look up in the sky and you could tell the mm-hmm. water. The water looks great, but you could tell like mm-hmm. if, if you've spent any time creating in dreams, you could tell that it's created in dreams and it's incredible. But uh, but you do that, you go through, you go into this house. I forget the name of the effect where you look at the house, but once you're in it, it's actually way bigger than it should be, and uh, it's got a name. I just can't remember it right now. And and you go through this house, and room after room, the first couple of locks that you do are very 
they're on the simpler side and you go into this this one room where every clue in it is perspective based mm. i don't want to give anything away mm. but it's perspective based another room you find a book that tells you all about and i took pictures of it on my phone because i didn't have the notebook in front of me right away but it tells you all about uh stenonograms or something like that i forget what it's called but it's basically solving puzzles like that that's the name of it so they tell you your standard numerical thing a equals zero b equals one uh then they give you a pig pen um sort of morse code where it's like a tic-tac-toe board a blank empty top left is a Mm. a u-shaped blank is b and so on and so forth and then they fill in dots so they tell you all of these different clues at first and then you go around trying to solve puzzles you don't always use everything you will at some point Mm -hmm. but you don't use them right away i'm not even kidding you i could not put this dreams game down Mm. i played for hours and hours and hours until i finally beat it because i wanted to do it without looking anything up so it took me a few days there'd be like a day where i'm i'm playing and I can't figure out this puzzle and I'm sl- not sleeping because I'm just <laughs> looking up at the ceiling going, how do I solve this freaking thing? Like, I don't get it. I kid you not, if this wasn't a dreams game, it would be on my top 10. Wow. I enjoyed it that much. It was it was just the puzzle game that I it fit right into this niche that I really fell in love with. There's a room, the map room or the chart room, whatever you want to call it. I forget what they name because when you walk into it, it, it does that. And... It's my favorite room. It was wow. so cool. So how substantial is this game? Is it like, like how many puzzles would you say are in it? Just a guess. You don't need to. So many because you, you solve all the four letter combination puzzles and then something unlocks and it makes you go back into each room. And now you're solving a puzzle in the room that you didn't even know was in there. Mm. Like you're solving a different kind of puzzle. And it does that probably two, three times where you're going back and forth to these rooms and all of a sudden you're like, how did I not see this? How did I not know this? You know, And um, some of them, like there's tons of secrets that of course I don't want to give away, but anybody who has dreams, if you liked The Witness, you have to play this game. Mm-hmm. Like you absolutely have to play this game. I'm not even kidding. Like it would probably would have cracked my top five. Wow. I, I enjoyed it that much. And I know it's not for everybody. And I will tell you, I got frustrated a lot of times where I couldn't figure things out. And I'm like, oh, I could just Google it. I could just Google it, <laughs> but I didn't want to do that. And um, but I really, I really recommend. And I know you and Dan love The Witness as well. So oh yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna play this. I, I could not recommend it more. Is there anything? Was there any frustrations in the physical space? So no, I didn't. There was one thing I would say, and this could just be a dreams thing. Like you could tell you were a dreams character because the only things you could do are run and zoom in on stuff. Like there's no jump. There's none of that. Mm-hmm. So they keep you very limited. I would get stuck sometimes, like if I walk too close to a texture or mm-hmm. something, like sometimes I get stuck on it and I'm like, oh, damn it. And I'd have to, if you like hit pause and click like in the toggle, it's like reset, goes back. Nothing like it saves automatically for you. Okay. And it just sends you right back to the beginning. But again, you can cover the whole map very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't recommend it more. I that really, I neat. fell in love. It would, it's everything that I wanted out of like a dreams game. And it was one of those where I didn't look it up. It was just, just there. One of the recommended, I was like, I played like a little ratchet and clank 2d side scroller from one of the developers at insomniac. And I was like, this is cool. And then I saw that right next to it. And I was like, I'm not playing anything else until <laughs> I'm done with this. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, so highly recommend. I'm definitely going to play that. Yeah. Lock 
on uh, Dreams, L-O-C-K. Okay, that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to shout out another game that was part of that Game Pass crew that I mentioned, but this game I really, really dug and put a lot of hours into. You might have heard me talk very briefly about it on our Game of the Year stuff, Monster Sanctuary. Mm. Um, this game is fucking awesome. Like, such a cool idea and so well executed. It's it's like junk food to me. Like, I just love playing it. I enjoy inhabiting this world. The quick and dirty pitch is it's Pokemon, but also Metroidvania. So, like, you literally are... So, you start with this one, you know, you choose between a couple different Pokemon-like creatures to get on your team to start. And then it's a turn-based battle. It's a little bit different in the way that the... You're, it's three on three. Okay. And your your three monsters are lined up in a row. The one in the front will attack first, and the one in the back will attack last. Like Darkest Dungeon, sort of. Yes, like right. Darkest Dungeon, they're lined up. But the but the difference here is you as so you want to strategically place your monsters not only to absorb different damage but to uh like when the first monster attacks a multi a a damage multiplier starts based on how many hits they did so it might be like Uh all right attack one enemy five times and then you get like so now you're up to like a 1.4 multiplier now the second attacker does their damage times 1.4 and then whatever they hit the multiplier goes up and then the third like comes in and can do a huge hit that might be like almost double damage. And so you're like stringing all this stuff together. It's a really smartly designed combat system where you are, you know, like doing different status effects and healing and shielding. It gives me a lot of like Slay the Spire vibes in like how you're stacking things on yourself. Okay. Uh, but then as you're exploring the overworld, you each of your monsters like has a traversal ability. So, like, you might see something and it's like, oh, I can't get there yet, but I'll come back. Oh, I got this flying monster now. It allows me to hover, like, you know, for three seconds in the air. So now I can, you know, reach that treasure chest I couldn't get to before. There's also, like, a couple of platforming challenges, like with spikes and stuff that you need to use different abilities to get through. It's just a really neat game. I really love all the creature designs. I like the combat system. It It's really, really cool, and it is on Game Pass. I think more people should give this a, a shot. Um, it's called Monster Sanctuary. I really dug my time with it. If I, if I didn't get caught up playing other stuff, I would probably still be playing it. I probably put in about 15 hours. It, it, it was super fun for what I played. Nice. It, like I'm looking it up now, and I remember you speaking about this, and it does look awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um Shelby, why don't you talk a little bit about a game that we've been talking about here and there that you revisited uh, over this past year, Horizon Zero Dawn. So I'm happy to talk about this one now because um, late December, like coming into it after I played like the PS5 games and stuff, I picked this back up, especially after the sequel announcement and stuff. And I realized I never finished it um, and wanted to get back into the story. And I have completed. I completed story mode um, nice. by now. I did it the uh, I think last week. I beat it, 
and it's awesome, man. It, it really is a good game, and like you said, it has a great story ending. Really cool story ending, like totally the in last, that sci-fi like, space. Hours. Oh, so Fantastic. good. Like it really just keeps you. you I, it was another one of those. Like I would come home, I'd be like, all right, I got to play the next mission and mm-hmm. figure out what the hell is going on because it's, it's it's intriguing and you really don't find out too much until the end. And the more exploration you do, the more time you put into it, the the more lore you get, and and it's awesome in that sense. Um, it, it was tough to do some things after playing Ghost of Tsushima this year with, with open world aspects such as that. Um, but I really enjoyed it, man. It's, it's, it moved, uh, it definitely moved now that I think back on games from 2017 in my top 10 and I couldn't be more excited for the sequel. Now I would say I, I can't tell cause I played it on PS5 the ps4 disc obviously Mm -hmm. it looks fantastic so i don't know if they did updated stuff for it or or not i'm pretty sure they did yeah um but i don't know what yeah exactly but uh but i remember it looking good on ps4 so i can't really tell beautiful game um open world is absolutely fantastic and it's fun to go back because now i've unlocked the whole map i'm still playing it because i immediately finished it and bought the frozen wilds dlc and you get that new area of the map and one thing that i was super frustrated with and it's still annoying because it got it got fixed in the DLC, but it was it still wasn't in the original game. So I'm not giving them full credit. Mm-hmm. Is uh is being able to pick stuff up while on horseback yeah. or whatever back. But as soon as you download the DLC, a new bracket of upgrades opens up, and the first upgrade there is pick up stuff while on horseback. Right. And I was or whatever they call it uh, while on a while riding, while mounted. Whatever, that's yeah. what it is. Uh, so I was like, okay, they fixed that, which is a little annoying thing, but at least it's there now. Yeah. Um, I actually have been playing a couple hours past the story mode. Obviously you jump back to right before the last mission. I haven't done any of the DLC stuff yet, although I've unlocked it cause I've been cleaning up all side missions and errands and stuff in that sense and Just having a blast with it. War, yeah. That new open space. Last night I literally finished the last side mission, so I'm about to start the actual Frozen Wilds DLC and I'm nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. It's it's a good game, man, and everybody already knows that. Um it's it still doesn't top like Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey for me that mm-hmm. year, but as far as an open world, like I think it's the setting and the story that yeah. really that's what that's my my shit right there so totally agree i think a lot of the the designs are amazing yeah. like really really cool i love the setting i love the story i wish i liked the playing it more right like that's why and we'll transition it now to ghost of tsushima which i platinumed right went through everything that game is is what i wanted horizon to be right you know in a sense because it just feels so good to play the entire time like i loved just like putting on a podcast and playing in this open world and doing side missions and cleaning up little things it was just so much fun to run around go tsushima this is what i did right after we did game of the year and we had like a little break right i went through i played 60 hours of go tsushima (laughs) beat it platinumed it did everything you could do in it absolutely loved it how uh, how'd you feel about the ending? Yeah, so, so I want to talk about that yeah. stuff. I the whole game, I was like, the story sucks. Yeah. Like I'm not interested. I don't care. Some cool characters, no doubt. I I like the characters, but man, I don't care about the story. They really are like beating you over the head with their lessons. It's yeah. not 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 good. 
would one say beating a dead horse? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. The final couple hours, specifically the interaction with your uncle at the end. Like, man, I wish I had done that before best moment. Because I I don't know if it would be like on the top three, but I would have fought for it because I that was incredible. It was awesome. And it was the first time in that entire game. In this game that wants you to feel like these moments are meaningful. Like they do character deaths in this game before this. They do other stuff and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And nothing hit for me. Nothing I was, was like, as strong. I was like, this is not not doing anything for me. I'm yeah. sorry. Like I know you're trying to get an emotional reaction. You're not getting it. <laughs> and that final thing was so well done. So like, oh, it was so good. Because so neither. Good. So, so it comes to a decision without... Um, uh, spoiling anything it comes to a decision you go one way or the other both have pros and cons so i remember i did my decision and then immediately youtube's the other decision and what it looked like and stuff because because i needed to know because it was it it is it it is the most emotional part the most interesting part of of the game for sure you know definitely that that third act in general like it all leads up it's not a super long act it just leads up it has good moments it has good battles yeah and but even that like like that stuff is fine right i was like this is good yeah you know you do exactly what you expect you're gonna do you're gonna your whole mission is to stop the con and take him out and you do it and that was fine and it was like okay like (laughs) this is fine i'm not not invested in this at all like i could care less and then this thing came out of nowhere and just hit me and it was awesome yeah so so good visually that that was the most visually striking scene in the whole game the music the it really was a fantastic and like awesome ending to that game really loved it and like i said playing it like i oh it was so so good and you know what the funny part is like i'm i'm gushing about it i loved playing it i look back and it's still not on my top 10 yeah (laughs) just because that year like my number 10 game was hades yeah which is so like what am i gonna do (laughs) i'm sorry like but it really was like that and and paper mario and ori are like all three of them like how did these three not make it because i really loved all three of those games absolutely crazy um that kind of leads me into a game that i feel a little bit differently about oof meaning I think it might be on my top 10 from last year. <laughs> and that's Yakuza Like a Dragon. Ooh. Because I have been playing a ton of it. I, I'm about 15 hours in. Uh, it's so, so, so good. <laughs> like, I just love this game. The cast of characters. I mean, Yakuza, so normally, the thing that always put me off about Yakuza, because I would play the games. Right because the stories are so good but i hate like just brawlers and it's like a brawler it's like a you know hit this button do a combo whatever and oh you might grab something do something fun whatever (laughs) it's not enjoyable for me so this becomes a turn-based rpg in that world in in that world and it's a new protagonist it's not um kiryu we have a new protagonist uh kasuga ichiban who is just the most lovable idiot dirtbag you'll ever meet. He is like big time Goku energy of like, (laughs) 
I'm here to save the world. <laughs> it's like, well, how are you going to do that? I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. And I just, like, there's so much to love about this game. I don't really know where to start. Like, the the, the thing that, because I've, I've been, like, I've been, like, infatuated with it right. in a way that it's, like, every move that it makes is, like, surprising and interesting. And the tonal shifts are so striking because you hit, like, like, the game is so silly so much of the time. It's, like, you know, ridiculous stuff. Like, you, you have this whole... I'll give you the setup for the game, right? right. So, the beginning of the game... You're playing as a young Ichiban who's like 23 years old and he's a low, low level Yakuza, right? So you're like faithful, you do anything <laughs> for, for your, your, your boss or whatever. And he basically says, and I guess spoilers for the first couple hours, I'm just going to talk story opening. Right. Um, he basically says, all right, so I have an issue. And they're like, yeah, whatever you need, I, I, I'll take care of it. And he's like, my right-hand man killed somebody. And in in Japan, and this is a big thing with Yakuza in general, but in Japan, like a murder is a huge deal. Yeah. Like it's, not a, it's a whole whole different world than, than what we live in over here. Um, Where murder just gets swept under the rug. <laughs> yeah, tons of murder here. Um so he's like, hey, um, we, we need a fall guy. Like, someone needs to go down for this. Right. And you're like, uh, okay. Like, what's the, what's the deal? And he, and the, your boss, like, literally won't even look at you. And you, you have this whole thing where you, like, you already, like, get to know who he is. Like, it's this long lead up. Right. And then he asks you to do this. And he has, his, like, his head down. He, like, doesn't want to look at you because he doesn't want to ask you to do it. But he's like, you go to jail for 15 years. For this, and Ichiban's like, "Yep, no problem. <laughs> like, I'll do it." <laughs> um, he Jeez. goes, yeah, he goes to jail, serves, comes out, and he's like, "All right, I'm excited. I'll go back to the boss." And he wants, like, he won't even look at him. And you like don't really understand what's going on, but Ichiban is so sure that like, all right, something's off. Like right. this is this isn't what it seems because he would <laughs> never do this to me. Whatever. And there's more details in there. I'm just kind of skimming through. Right. But it's just such a strong setup. And what ends up happening is Ichiban is so thick-headed that he literally fights his way through the HQ of your clan to the head of your boss to like see him face to face while he's at a meeting with like a bunch of other higher ups and he's like what's going on <laughs> like i'm here to help and your boss pulls out a gun and shoots you in the chest jesus i guess the murder thing is uh, <laughs> pretty okay now 15 years so later so he shoots you in the chest <laughs> and you get dumped in like a like a dump area and what this is where the game really like the thesis of the game starts to come in where you get dumped you meet like a group of homeless people right and you get patched like one of the homeless guys is like an ex-nurse who like was disbarred for doing something or you know whatever and he like stitched you up saved your life and then so immediately ichiban is like trying to say like oh you know let's all like there there are these you know job opportunities we can go do and and the guy uh nanba is like 
he's like, no, like you don't get to, like you don't know what these people have been through. Right. Like you don't get to come here and say, get up and get a job. Like you, you, you can't come here and assume that you understand how we live. Right. And like that's kind of the beginning of what this game's all about. This game is about like the the rejects, the downtrodden, the people that like get swept away and nobody wants to see. So it's like a lot about like prostitutes and homeless and like people that have been disgraced in their in their you know careers and have nowhere else to go. And like you're kind of gathering your party of these types of people. And it's just such a great, like, story. Like, they do such a good job of just, like, ingraining you in how all these people are living and stuff. And then it's also a game where you, like, summon a, a, a group of men that wear diapers <laughs> to come fight <laughs> on your side. Like, it, that's what I love about this game is, like, the tonal shifts. When it wants to be super serious, it can be gruesome. Right. Like, bloody, like... And you're like, oh, God, like the violence is like rough. And then it's like, all right, um, I'm one of my summons is a crawfish that comes in and like chomps a guy's nuts or something. <laughs> like it's just so good at doing that in a way that like no other games really can accomplish. That's awesome. And the gameplay, the, the RPG combat is like serviceable mm -hmm. like i prefer this kind of combat to the brawler so i'm happy is this new for yakuza yeah, games the first oh, one. completely first okay. one that's that's been turn-based and you know it's it's standard turn-based fare the the difference is it's moving in a 3d space in real time okay so like picture picture a 3d action game like picture like a hyrule warriors or something right mm -hmm. but instead of like actively moving up and slashing it's turn-based okay but the characters are still like walking around idly while you make your move and then you run up and like if somebody gets in the way they might like block your attack or okay. like prevent you from hitting them so like there's a little bit of like like it's not as precise as you like may be used to in like a turn-based rpg right uh, but i think it works well enough and i think it it does what it needs to do to be a successful turn-based RPG. Mm -hmm. But the reason you're there is the story. Like, it is amazing. The cast of characters is amazing. The twists and turns that I've experienced in the main threads are so, so good. Like, I really, I love this game. And <clears throat> I know it's a long-ass game. I, I'm on, uh, I just started Chapter 7. Okay. <clears throat> so the main thrust is there's these three clans in this new area because you have to like you know after you get dumped you're in a new <clears throat> zone like yeah. new town basically so okay. you don't like know anybody there's three main clans it's like a korean clan a chinese clan and uh i forget what the other one is the triads but <laughs> but they're called <laughs> they're called the great wall of muscle <laughs> And they don't comment on this. Like, everyone says it seriously. Yeah. Like, oh, the Great Wall of Muscle. <laughs> don't want to backstab them. And, like, that's just, like, it's such a per like a, such a perfect little example of how silly and ridiculous this game is. Like, there are mini games. There's a mini game where you go to a movie theater and the movie theater guy, like, the guy that runs the movie theater is like, man, I'm pissed. Some people just come in here to take a nap and relax. Like, I want them to watch my films, whatever. <laughs> so you go in to watch a movie and your mini game is like... Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> but but not only is it don't fall asleep, there's this like, there's like these sheep 
that like try to <laughs> there are sheep that like pop up in the movie theater that are like dressed in suits that try to like put you to sleep by throwing z's at you and you need to like knock them down before they can hit you like it is just that's funny over and over the game surprises you in little silly ways and in big dramatic ways and and like that's what more can you ask for in a game like i love it i absolutely love it yeah the unexpectedness is is amazing it's great really funny it's so good now it seems like because i just went on game pass last night yeah um they dumped a bunch of yakuza games on there they have all of them except for like a dragon okay so they really are trying to get people on board with the series maybe a little bit more yeah um now this one sounds like you really don't have to play the other ones to kind of jump into this you one. don't there there's definitely contextual things and i played a bunch of the other ones uh-huh. but it's it's like like your clan is part of the tojo clan which is a very large group that you would know if you had played some of the other games right okay so it's like little stuff like that and there are definitely references but this is a totally unique story. Gotcha. Yeah, you definitely do not need to play any of the other ones. And I really, really like it a lot. Yeah. Like, this is a game that I'm I'm loving so much. And it's going to be perfect as, like, a when I'm not playing a new game, I'm going to bounce in there and play a couple hours play and play a couple hours. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, should also me- I should also mention that we're recording this... Um, Soon after some of the late January games were released, I've been talking up a game called Olia, O L I J A, for a while from Devolver. That just came out yesterday. I was gonna say yeah. The Medium we've been talking about it just came out yesterday. Right. So we haven't touched those games, um, but there are two new games on here um, that we've been playing, and we'll jump into those now. Let's talk about the one that we've both been playing, Shelb. Yes. Uh, Cyber Shadow. Cyber Shadow, yeah. Cyber Shadow is on Game Pass. Correct. Which is great. Yeah. And the pitch is pretty easy. It is old school Ninja Gaiden slash Mega Man. Like, that's That's what it it. is. (laughs) It's, it's taking that idea of, all right, Shovel Knight was cool because it was just like those old games. Yeah. Now let's do Cyber Shadow. Um, which is, I, so we're around the same place. I, I just beat the third boss. You're on the third level. I'm in the third level. Yeah. I think it's a really good one of these. I don't think it's doing anything new or unique. I'm glad you said that. Cause that's exactly how I feel. Like I was playing it and I'm, I'm enjoying it, but there's nothing that jumps out to me. Like, Oh, you have to recommend this to somebody else. Cause there's nothing in it that's that I haven't seen before, maybe you know, yeah. like so. Yeah. So I completely agree with it's, you in that. It's it's a two D side scrolling action yeah. game. You have a one sword slash. You have a, a shuriken is your first ability mm-hmm. that you can throw. You you. I you, got the fire one. Yeah, you yeah. get you get one that you know you do like a rising fire attack. Um, the little bit of difference that separates it is you can go back and revisit levels mm. with some of the new upgrades to unlock different pathways and get like, you know, you get like health upgrades and, and SP upgrades, which allows you to use your weapons, uh, your items. I am really liking it because I have a, a fondness for these old games and I think it's a really good one of these. Mm-hmm. So like I, I definitely recommend it to people that like that sort of stuff. Right. I think the best ones of these of the last, you know, five, ten years are ones that 
do a little something extra or oh maybe they have a great story in addition to doing this or maybe they're doing and this really doesn't have it um at least not yet amazing soundtrack i love the the soundtrack's great i think it looks beautiful also i love the pixel art i love the cut scenes very reminiscent of the old ninja gaiden where it's like the camera will move up and you like like everything kind of like clicks into place yeah like like you know the image is lagging behind a little bit with like parallax scrolling um i really like it but again i don't know that there's anything to i'm torn on it because me and dan talked about the messenger a couple years ago and it's like Mm -hmm. the messenger did do something different where you can swap between the 8-bit and the 16-bit style, and, and that would have, like, gameplay implications yeah. and stuff like that. But I ended up not liking that stuff. Right. So it's like that made it a worse game, <laughs> whereas this is like, hey, we're just making one of these. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just and is and what it's it good. is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, can I really fault them for just, you know, doing what they what they wanted to do? Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you in that it's I don't know I I'm very just bland on it. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing jumping out to me uh, crazy. I'm enjoying my time playing with it. The soundtrack, like you said, great. I'm probably gonna keep playing it mm-hmm. just on the back burner because I don't think it's a very long game. I think uh, right, right. I, I can't. Assume. I get the sense based on you know you get like a new upgrade every time you beat a boss. Yeah. I think there's like seven upgrade slots or something. Okay, so. yeah. So so I'm looking at that, and then I, I would assume this is probably an eight hour, ten hour game, yeah, maybe. At so most. so I might sit there and play on the back burner and and keep doing it because I am having fun. And even like when a boss kills you, and you're like, oh, damn it, oh, well I got to go beat him. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they do the cool thing like it is it is a pretty tough game yeah. um but they do the thing where you have like checkpoints basically yeah. so you and you and there's a limited lives mm-hmm. so it's like you know and you can buy stuff at those checkpoints yeah that's the cool thing that the the upgrade currency that they allow you to do is each checkpoint has like different capabilities for what they can offer you so it might be like all right if you pay, you know, a hundred of this currency, now every time you use this checkpoint, you'll gain a weapon. Yeah. Uh, or every time you use this checkpoint, you'll fill your SP meter right. in addition to the health meter. Right. So like. That's the first know, one I've gotten out of all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's cool little, you know, th- that's an interesting little addition. Like it's not, you know, anything to write at home about. Yeah. But But I think it's a neat idea. And again, I mean, for me personally, it's like. I really dig these kind of games. I think this is a really good one, so I'm I'm pretty happy happy to be playing it. Yeah, and so I went right to Game Pass on release. So it was yeah. like, and uh, I think like two three days ago. So yep. So I downloaded it right away because I saw that coming out, and um, yeah, same thing. Like I said, I'm gonna keep playing it. There's nothing about it that I'm mad about or or I'm sitting there going this sucks, you know. Right. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to keep playing it and talk more about it. Yeah. Um, We'll see if anything changes. Should my feelings it, change? Yeah. yeah. Um, the other big one, the uh, new release wise, is Hitman Three. Oh, Hitman yeah. Three. I am on record. I love the new Hitmans. Hitman Twenty Sixteen was such an amazing surprise, and then Hitman Two was excellent as well. Hitman Three follows suit. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Like I love this game. Um, they do change a couple of things, and I don't think it's always for the better. And I'll, mm. and I'll dig into that. But I'll start by saying, <clears throat> same Hitman, same gameplay loop, same amazing 
level design, <clears throat> their incidental writing continues to be the best part of the game where like you'll just hear, you know, random workers at a hotel like yeah. talking about like how they hate the shitbag that you're here to <laughs> that you're here to assassinate and all the terrible things that he does. Um, people just talking about their everyday lives. Like I, the the incidental writing in this game is so smart in the way that some of those other games were as well. Um, I think the my main complaint is <clears throat> there. I had I had mentioned that like oh the story in these games is actually pretty interesting. Like right. I had said about the first one and Hitman right, right. Two in particular, like it's pretty cool story. They heard that, and so they kind of put it more forward facing, mm. and it's not great. Ooh. <laughs> it's not <laughs> that the story's bad. It's like a typical Mission Impossible or you know Born Identity story where it's like, hey, cool, interesting things. You know, they got the great proper nouns, the constant, and you know, <laughs> there's a man called the constant. <laughs> you know, like they know what they're doing. <laughs> like this is this is that good espionage shit. But like some of again, they try to do like certain emotional, you know, pull it uh, emotional strings. It doesn't work. You're right. Um, I think for some reason, so this game is gorgeous on PS5. Five, uh, yeah, I would assume so. Sixty frames, beautiful, looks amazing. When you go to a cutscene in between missions. It looks bad. Really? Like, yeah, it, Usually the cutscenes are where you get to show off some CG this shit. Is what, this is <laughs> what makes me crazy is like it looks like it would have been made in the Hitman 2016 game. Okay. So I'm like thinking like, well, because some, some games you see do cutscenes like in world, right? Right. So they don't go to like CG cinematics. It's like. You know, they use the environments what and they, they have the characters actually moving around in the world. This game would have looked so much better if they did it that way. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they didn't. And it really is weird. It's like, like they made it a few years ago and then and then made the gameplay. It's very <laughs> strange. And I should mention this. This is the first Hitman um, since they've broken off from Square Enix. Okay. Um, which was their the company they were owned by before they split. Right. So I'm very happy for them because I love these games and I think it's a great game. Right. There's IO, right? IO, IO Interactive, yeah. yeah. They they did a great job with it. There's a there's a level that's basically knives out is is the second level. Oh. You're in a big mansion, there's this whole family that like all hate each other for different reasons. That's awesome. And it's a murder mystery. You got it. So this is so amazing. Fucking so love knives out. So <laughs> Agent 40 Agent 47 goes to a place so he goes to this mansion to kill somebody and gain the and grab this piece of intel right like that's the mission so solving this murder mystery has nothing to do with any of this but you can do the entire murder mystery (laughs) you can kill the detective the private detective that's hired to solve the mystery and become him and solve the whole mystery and it's amazing and i love it That's awesome. It's so so That's good, awesome. and and throughout the game, there's just so many great levels. I think there's a like, I can go through each map and be like, man, this was such an amazing part of this. I love this. What a cool design. All these different things. They continue the the trend that Hitman Two did of these mission stories. Right. So 
in Hitman 1, it was kind of like, just listen for something. And, and I might be I might be wrong about this. It may have been there in Hitman 1. But my memory is, you like, like you overhear something and then, oh, there's an opportunity for me to, oh, this, this fashion model looks like me. Gotcha. Maybe I could become him, walk the runways, and and you know find a way to kill somebody, right? Gotcha. In Hitman Two, they and again I, I might be wrong, but I believe in Hitman Two they added this thing called mission stories, where it's like as you hear something unfolding, you can like track it. So it'll be like, oh, okay, and then you know your earpiece, whoever the your your person at home right. is saying like, oh, interesting. So this person is like they give you like the scoop on who this person is and ha- who they know and then it like kind of follows you through like a mission so it'll be like all right right now your objective is take this person out and dresses them and then it'll be like all right now go up to this floor and give a shareholders meeting or something gotcha and then you get an opportunity to get the kill right right so this game continues that and the beauty of it is there's a bunch of them on each level. So I've beaten the game. I've beaten all the missions okay. once. And then I've gone back in for a couple more. But the... That's Hitman 2? No. Oh, that's three. Hitman 3? I'm talking about 3. Just I beat I beat 3. Gotcha. But, but beating all the missions isn't really what the game is. Yeah. Like, if you really are into this game, you go to each mission and you beat it six different ways and see all different, uh, you know, scenes and whatever. Right. Um, because that's what the game's all about. Which is awesome. Like you yeah. said, the whole murder mystery one, like you, c- you could miss out on that. But I twisted the murder mystery one and got the assassination on it in in a different way than you were intended <laughs> to. You know what I mean? Like, Which is great. It's just so good. It's it's a amazing murder sandbox in the most fun way. They continue to make these targets like the most deplorable, horrible people <laughs> Um, I still love the way they always do these cool, do you know, like the intro to game of Thrones, it's like a clockwork world, like building up and like you right, know, forming yeah. the Being towns assembled, and stuff. Yeah. So they do something similar to that, like leading into each mission where it'll like be different camera perspectives and then do, it's very stylish. It looks awesome. They've done it in the past too. And I love those. I wish those cutscenes were like a little better looking you know yeah. like i i didn't so expect bizarre for, for, for a big game it's... like that on, on being the 2021 one of the biggest hits of 2021 so far you know like yeah. uh, as far as release a january release that's so bizarre it is so strange now um, i have a question so yeah. i've never played a hitman game yeah uh jumping in on this one is like something you do i also heard like it does, is there a version of it that comes with the previous yes, two games? Yes. So you can buy a version. So the 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 game, when you like start it up, the menu system, Yeah. it has a spot for Hitman 1, Hitman 2, Hitman 3. Okay. Like in Hitman 3, it oh, has all of them. Just the basic standard. And if Hitman you don't 3. have them, it'll just be like, oh, purchase on the store. Like right. It'll take you to a link or whatever. Right. But it's all there. So like if you have them all... You can just like that's your launcher to play and play all and you can mix and match missions. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what's cool about it is it is the same framework. Okay, it it is the same type of game. So like jumping in and playing any of these missions would be enjoyable. You know, at any point. Right. Um, I love the design of these missions in Hitman Three, and I, I I think this game is is really really great. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Like I've I've been intrigued ever since you talked about Hitman Two. Yeah, and um, I'd love to play them. I just I'd never have before. So. Yeah, my my advice would be, if you're interested, play Hitman. This is for anybody, but if you're interested, play Hitman Three. Mm-hmm. If you're liking it and you finish it and you want to go back, go back and purchase them, and and you can you know use your same stuff. Play and, the other and one. Play right. it through. Um, but yeah, Hitman Three, really really good game. That's great. Yeah, a good a good uh, start to 2021. So Hitman 2016 was like a reboot to the series. Yes, yes, it was the it, it opened everything up and kind of made it its own. Like this is a new style of Hitman. Okay, in 2016. All right. Kind of like Tomb Raider, kind of revamped. Very, very similar. I- okay. ideologically, yeah. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. Play some Hitman Three. I think uh, I think this might be my year for Hitman. My job. <laughs> and then you know what's funny? I think it's gonna be right up your alley. I think you're gonna. Yeah. Dig it a oh, lot. I'm totally. Yeah. Now, now I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I think. Um, are there any other games that we've been playing lately? No, I think that about covers everything. With that, it's a pretty um, good list of games so far. Definitely, and we'll have a lot more next week. I already mentioned Aaliyah and, right. and the Medium. Um, I know. So, so I, I was telling you before, I tried to play the medium. It's the first Xbox game designed for the new system. And I, I pull up Game Pass last night and I was like, fuck, where is it? Like, how is it under the like, <laughs> like what's happening here? Turns out I, on the Xbox one, you can't get it, but it is on Game Pass Ultimate uh, for PC. PC and, and, and if you know, have a new X. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I, right. I haven't played it yet, but I want to. We'll dig in. Um, so let's jump into some news. So for the first piece of news here, we have some GameStop stock shenanigans. Shenanigans uh, indeed. These are some shenanigans. <laughs> Everyone's talking about them. Uh, disclaimer, hard, hard disclaimer here. Uh, neither of us have any idea really how the stock market works. (laughs) Um, so we're probably going to be way wrong on a lot of these things. Um, I'm going to give you, how about this? I'll give you my version without reading anything and then we'll read something. What I understand is that a bunch of people on Reddit decided that they wanted to drive up the stock for GameStop by doing a bunch of short sales is that right that's yes that's so, my understanding so, so throwing in a bunch of small-time investors yeah into this and driving up the price was a way for the hedge fund um people to not like cut like drop it to zero and basically get rid of the stock and and make their money back on it right. or whatever or make a profit on it themselves you know uh, I, I'm in the same boat. I don't know exactly. That's so like the I think gist the I idea have. is to everyone buys and buys and buys, and that drives up the price, yeah. right? Yeah. And then what the problem is is they like all these a lot of these people are on the hook because they're buying a lot yeah. of stock. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have made quite a lot of money on it. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting, and we had to shout it out. Again, we're not the best people to really no. talk about this, but it's GameStop and it's Reddit, so right. like we wanted to mention it. And it's a wild thing seeing yeah. it go from it was four dollars earlier, twenty twenty. I want to say January twenty twenty. It was four dollars. Twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty, and then January twenty twenty one. It was like seventeen. 
Okay. And then it went from 17 to I think the like max 480. I think the max was like <laughs> 500 and something, which is crazy. Which, um, yeah. The, so I, so I jumped in like as it was uh, the day the morning it rose like crazy. Mm-hmm. Later on like maybe in the afternoon, uh, around noonish actually, um I saw it hit like 3. It hit four, came back down to three, and I was like, "All right, let me throw some money at this. See what see what happens." You know, like I, I'm in for the ride, and um, and it's been bouncing around that area a little bit. And then the ver- later that day, it got halted. So that was the big thing, especially since I'm using Robinhood. TD yeah. Ameritrade got like banned. Robinhood they they halted everything. That's I think the biggest issue is that obviously it's the companies halting it because things aren't going the way they want them to yes. so that's where the issue arises again i don't really know what the fuck's going on but right you know so and so it's pretty funny to look at the stock and it's like moving 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 so volatile and then all of a sudden it just stops in the middle of the day and it's like what the fuck is going yeah, on it's insane. <laughs> three times yesterday it stopped oh my God. Uh, it was nuts it's nuts but i think the the takeaway is fucking around with really rich people in the stock market is really fucking funny yeah it's really <laughs> like funny. i think it's really funny <laughs> like i'm sorry if this affects somebody i think it's fucking hilarious <laughs> and it just goes to show you that money is fake ladies and gentlemen the money is fake <laughs> um so let's move on from that uh, um, nice shout out though yeah i wanted to shout it out uh so i have here uh matt thorson of formerly Matt Makes Games, now of Extremely Okay Productions. Um, oh, is that what XOX stands for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Extremely Okay, EXOK. Um, they released on Celeste's third anniversary, uh, Celeste Classic 2. Let's go. Which means... <laughs> So Celeste Classic was a Pico 8 version of Celeste inside the game Celeste. Right. Like you could find this, you know, secret room and play through this prototype version of Celeste on the Pico 8. I remember that, yeah. And now they made Celeste Classic 2. They said it's a full game in the way that that other game was a full game, uh, which means it's very short, but but (laughs) has a bunch of levels. Uh, with a new soundtrack by Lena Rain, which is awesome. And there are interesting implications that we'll talk about later uh, for Shelby's uh, <laughs> fantasy team. Um, One of my bonus teams. But just talking about this game in general is, is super cool. Like, what an interesting idea. And uh, I was reading Matt, Maddie Thorson actually wrote something that they did it as a three-day game jam. They made it in three days. That's what I, I read that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Berry and Maddie Thorson and their team did it Did it in three days to celebrate. So it definitely did not impede any progress on whatever game they're making next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was just a nice shout-out. You know, <laughs> Celeste is an amazing game uh, with, a, with a really great fan base. So totally, totally cool that they would shout it out on their third anniversary. Oh, yeah. Um, next on my list, there are some rumors going around that there is a new Knights of the Old Republic game in development, and it's being made by a non-EA studio. Because EA lost the Star Wars rights. Yes. Right? So Which we, means, I mean, they could have gave it back to EA for the one game. Right. 
you know, in a sense, you know, we'll get to some other some other Lucasfilm game games later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could have said, "Hey, Bioware, you want to do a new Kotor?" But apparently, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and the quote that I saw was, "You'll never guess the developer that's making it." Which is like so strange to me because I'm like, what is it? Like, Why is that a good that? thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure how to take that. Um, but nonetheless, I think a new version of Knights of the Old Republic could be really, really cool. I think those original games uh, were really interesting ideas and, it's and naughty dog. Great games, at the, great games at the time. Um, so I would be curious to see a new one of those. That would be super interesting. Yeah, that would be funny though. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, I have uh, MPD uh, released the top twenty best-selling games of twenty twenty, uh, which I always think is interesting, and I feel like I always miss it. Um, so I'm glad I was able to grab um, the list here. MPD. Uh, what's what's MPD? I wish I could tell you what it stands for. It's something product data national oh. product data or something doesn't stand um, for no probs dude i don't think it <laughs> uh i'm trying to find i took a picture screenshot of it that's pretty cool though i would assume some of the best-selling games of 2020 would be like cyberpunk had probably a massive amount of uh pre-orders and downloads at the end of the year i would assume uh, I don't even know. Like, what, what were some of the top-selling games? I know. It's an interesting list. If it were, I don't know what the hell happened to my photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will find it. I promise you that. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, here so it is. All right. You got it? I got it. So, any guesses of big games before I before I list the top I'm 20? So, this to... is of the year. Mm-hmm. Top 20 digital and physical. Digital and physical best-selling games. Yeah. Let me look at my... Yeah, give me just like a random shout-outs of what you think some of the best-selling games were. Uh, Cyberpunk, I definitely think, is up there. Okay. Uh, it's I, on the list. It's on the list. Okay. Well, this is also top 20, so there's there's yeah. a, a pretty good... I would assume The Last of Us Part Two. It's on the list. Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's on the list. Until you get one wrong, I'm going yeah. to keep letting you guess. Ghost of Tsushima. It's on there. Spider-Man. It's on there. Um, Demon Souls. Nah. All right, so I'll list them from the top. The easy ones. Call of Duty is always at the top. Right. So right. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is okay. number one. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is number two. Mm. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Ah, that was my is next the one. Number <laughs> three selling game of the year. And. I mean, Which is absurd it, yeah. because it is not a multi-platform game. This would be number three yeah. on NPD. And not to take insane. away from it, but it came at the perfect time in the it pandemic, did. which is yeah, it definitely helped. I just think it's amazing that, that yeah. it would be this high. Number four, Madden. Uh, okay. Number five, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <sighs> All right. Number six, The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Really? Love, That's not even a game that, that came out last year. You know what it was? <laughs> Everyone bought Switches. Right. Everyone yeah. bought Switches. And, and you can't bought... not have Mario. Exactly. <laughs> number nine, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Oh, all right. Uh, number 10, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. 
Number eleven, Marvel's Avengers, selling better wow. than 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 it seemed. Wow. Uh, number twelve, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales. Uh, number thirteen, NBA Two K Twenty One. I didn't even think about sports games. Yeah, they're always <laughs> big. Uh, number fourteen, Super Smash Bros Ultimate. Wow. Yeah. Again no, with the switch. The switch. Yeah, again with the switch. Uh, number fifteen, FIFA FIFA Twenty One. Number sixteen, Mortal Kombat Eleven. I thought that was interesting. That's very interesting. That's a that's a game that was a year old. Yeah. Um, number seventeen, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. <laughs> really, the can open you, world one? Can you believe that? How the hell did that happen? Um, number eighteen, MLB The Show twenty. Number nineteen, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. There's a little. Um, Ooh, that was close. Well. The reason that I mean it, it was so early yeah. that their data probably couldn't have been hasn't caught up yet. Yeah. Well, at, at the very least, I mean the, the whatever they tracked was not By the that full time, amount, yeah. I'm sure. And number twenty, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two. Good for Tony Hawk. Good for you, Tony. You want a little shout out? Which I saw Tony Hawk at age fifty two. Uh, did a 720 the other day. Oh. Pulled off a 720. Took yeah. him a couple tries. Those old bones can't quite get around. Yeah, one more time. Not, not as quick. A 720 is still like <laughs> a pretty damn good feat. Uh, <laughs> Definitely impressive. But uh, that's a but what a half turn away from a nine. It is. Uh, so good for him. I say all or nothing. <laughs> I'm not congratulating you. If you ain't still doing 900s <laughs> like you it. were 20 years ago. <laughs> um so yeah those are the top 20 best-selling games wow. of 2020 very interesting uh, go switch yeah a lot of a lot of sony first party games too which is yeah. which is cool um all right next we have speaking of tony hawk vicarious visions merges with blizzard mm. making them officially a support studio rather than a lead developer how do you feel about that? Because I like what Vic, Vicarious Vision's been doing. About that. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Like I, I like their last couple of releases. Yeah, they make good remakes <laughs> to good games. Yeah, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> the the hell are they gonna do at Blizzard? They're gonna work on some MMO. Well, I think what they'll really realistically do is like help develop Overwatch too. Like help build. Like they're gonna be a support studio, right? Like they're not. It's depressing. It sucks. What, yeah, um, it sucks. What is uh? What's Blizzard's big? Big, I mean that they did. They, uh, so Blizzard in general World made World of Warcraft, Warcraft, Diablo, Starcraft. I think a Diablo Overwatch. remake would be something too. And they're definitely doing it, but they specifically said like they're not taking them into the fold as a lead developer. They're making them a support studio. So you know, I mean, I guess you know, yeah, who knows how they classify different studios there, whatever. Right. But you know, conventional wisdom says support studio is, hey, you, we need extra workers on our project, so we're gonna put you to work. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Not great. Um, but anyway, let's get into some better news. We saw the Resident Evil 8 showcase. Showed some new gameplay. Uh, announced the release date May 7th of mm. this year. It really looks like it's taking a lot of inspiration from Resident Evil 4. 
which is very good. Yeah, that's a highly uh, uh, liked game. And I think it looks excellent. They put out the Maiden demo for PS5. It's a free demo. It's about 20 minutes. Oh, okay. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's great. I really liked it. it it's scary as hell. <laughs> Those vampire ladies are scary. And oh, so many memes. <laughs> <laughs> they are tall. <laughs> that one in particular. <laughs> um, it's cool. It looks really, really good. Um, I'm very, very excited for that game. May is not that far away. Um, and then they also decided to make a third-person shooter. They keep trying to make multiplayer Resident Evil games, and uh, this one's called Resident Evil Reverse. And, boy, it... Uh, does not look good <laughs> they do this with every game Why they try first? to make like they try to make like a multiplayer game yeah. and it is never good this Which looks like funny. a smash bros for resident evil where like hey the gang's all here pick your character yeah it's third person shooter it's so bizarre even even games that i truly love like uncharted they kept throwing multiplayer things at and i I dabbled, but it's not why I play that game. Right. Last of Us has its, its its own thing too, you know. So Resident Evil, Resident Evil is kind of jumping on that as well. I I don't play Resident Evil games, so I don't know what past ones have been like, but I can't imagine them being amazing. So no, they're yeah. Not. But the thing <laughs> is, I mean, that's such a like thing of the past. Like right, you don't need to do that anymore. Like, not at all like we have multiplayer games that are great multiplayer games and then we have single player games that are great single player games especially with the ones they've been releasing lately you know like your remakes are great your uh main storyline like seven what i heard was amazing eight yeah, should seven, be seven's great amazing as well so uh why is almost it's the question. just yeah. i don't know maybe they make maybe they make money off of them so maybe. who knows um but anyway i'm stoked for Resident Evil 8-age. Um, <laughs> very, very excited for that one. And the more I see, the better. So, oh, yeah. Can't wait. Um, next on the list, we have Lucasfilm Games announced with two big announcements. Uh, we'll go through those, but they basically said, hey, we're Lucasfilm Games. We're going to be taking Lucasfilm properties and making games out of them so i'm on board they this is their big celebration of hey we don't have to deal with the ea only anymore so let's go do some fun stuff and they sure seem to be doing that because machine games creators of uh wolfenstein the you know new order new colossus um they are making an indiana jones game i am stoked and they know a thing or two about punching Nazis. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, my one, not I, I don't have a problem with it at all. I'm just questioning is, are we getting like a first-person Indiana Jones game? I, I, know, I know we know nothing. Know. Nobody knows anything. Um, it was a very like Uncharted 3 from, like mm-hmm. trailer that we got scouring a desktop. And what did he pull a hat at the end or pull a whip at the end? Whatever yep. it is. Yep. Love it. I love Indiana Jones um as a series i've never played the games outside of like lego indiana jones when those first came out but yeah, they're um, nothing to write home about exactly so i, I think this them. is a great idea you know like taking an ip that's awesome 
And if we get a good game out of it, I'm totally on board. I want to see more Indiana Jones. So you know what I keep thinking? Did you play New Colossus or no? I didn't play any Wolfenstein games. So if you remember way back when Dan and I played it. I do. We loved the game. Mm-hmm. But we didn't like the way it played. Like it, the playing it, like sh- the shooting was yeah. the least fun part. So I'm like, if they're a little hamstrung with the story. Yeah. And then it's not that much fun to play. Yeah. But I'm definitely excited because I really do like those Wolfenstein games a lot. I think they're really great. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm being a little bit of a Debbie Downer there with that. But I think it's a cool match and, and I'm excited to see. I think it's very interesting that. So Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, mm-hmm. but Machine Games is owned by Bethesda. So is this going to be an Xbox exclusive Indiana Jones game? That would be a huge step for them getting their own like first party first party, you know like Sony keeps releasing these amazing first party games. I know. And this would be a huge uh, game for Microsoft if they could do something because this is a well-known. Oh yeah, uh, Indiana Jones well-known. You know, well, you know what the the main thing that came to mind for me was Sony got that Spider-Man license to make an exclusive game, and they've made two great games. Yeah. like th- this is an interesting kind of answer to that. De- uh, so definitely I'll, so. I'll be curious if that ends up coming to fruition as an exclusive, which I would assume it would be because why would Microsoft? Be like, hey, yeah, go ahead and make a multi-platform game. Yeah, I don't when, know. when they spent all this time acquiring first-party yeah. uh, game developers. Yeah, so. I'm very curious. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't know. The other game that was announced by Lucasfilm Games is an open-world Star Wars game. Um, Let's go by Ubisoft Massive. So Ubisoft Massive. I'm gonna double check my work here. I know Ubisoft has like there there's like ubisoft montreal like they have their developers all over the world is this like a conglomerate like this is just a an amalgamation no of all it's, of them? it's a specific studio it's a studio that makes the division and the division two. Oh, okay all right so they yeah. were just like fuck the rest of the ubisoft we're ubisoft mess yeah that was just <laughs> the, the design the name of their team i think bec- i don't know the origins of it i'm not going to speculate but but yeah, I think that's an interesting match too because if you're thinking about it, are we get you know their their bread and butter is third person shooters that are living games. Yeah. So like, are we gonna get something similar to that in the Star Wars universe? Because I kind of could be down with that. Yeah, like that totally sounds cool. pretty cool. Um, I'm also and correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Amy Henning like leave to work on a Star Wars game years ago from Naughty Dog as like the yes, story? Yes, yes, I believe so. that was going to be thirteen thirteen before it got canceled. Oh, okay, all right. I believe because I was like, this was the first thing that was coming to my mind when when the Star Wars property left, and now it's in the hands of Lucasfilms, right. and it's like, let's pull on good story writers to do that. Yeah. So I couldn't remember, but that's that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, I think right. that's cool. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely interested to see new Star Wars stories being told in games. So oh, absolutely. I'm all in. Especially because I just watched Mandalorian Season 2, and I'm totally on board with some more Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, next, we have an awesome new trailer for 3D World, Super Mario 3D World, plus Bowser's Fury. And at the end... We see Cat Mario becoming giant to fight the big kaiju, enormous, flaming Bowser. Oh, yeah. 
and it looks badass i don't know <laughs> what that is like do we play as that or is that like a i have no idea but i'm just stoked for this game in general i'm i'm so excited to just run through those amazing mario levels that i haven't done in so long right and i mean just the game the base game itself and then to have this extra stuff on the you know i'm totally totally on board even in that trailer as like giant bowsers in the middle and you're small running around trying to avoid his his uh whatever lasers so cool. fire it looks incredible the game was so much fun to play uh on wii u i can't wait to play on switch it's uh something to look forward to for sure absolutely um next so so again some of these stories are a little bit older because we haven't had a regular episode since mid-december um so i wanted to bring up we don't need to linger on it cyberpunk had a lot of issues at launch and they ended up getting delisted on the playstation network um and to this day they're still delisted and you cannot purchase cyberpunk 2077 on the psn um because you're playing on PlayStation, right? Didn't you? Yeah, you have yeah. it. Well, I have it on PS5. Yeah. It's um, like the Flappy Bird of uh, <laughs> yeah. PS5 or, I know. or PlayStation. I had a I had a uh, PS4 with PT on it, and now I have <laughs> I have a PS5 with Cyberpunk on it. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, this was a pretty crazy thing that happened. Again, I don't. Uh, this is old news at this point, so we don't need to linger. But um, this all was spurned on by people looking for refunds and cyberpunk saying yeah go talk to playstation about refunds and then playstation being like oh really that's interesting <laughs> you can go fuck yourself um so yeah not not too much to say about that at this point i will also mention that um gog which is good old games it's a it's a games library in the way that steam and epic is okay they are the parent company of CD Projekt Red. It's the same company. All right. So more nonsense from them. There is a game called Devotion, and it's a beloved horror game. Okay. I believe it is. Oh, I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm going to look it up. But the game Devotion, when it came out, I think it was 2018, something like that. Um. And a horror game in the sense of, like... It's a first-person horror game. Okay. People literally say it's, like, one of, like, the best horror games ever made. Like, people love, love, love this game. Um, What happened was... So, it was early 2019 it came out. And what happened was... it's It's a Taiwanese developer, and it's a... It's a game set in Taiwan. And when the game came out mm-hmm. and and some of this is fuzzy cuz it's, it's from the top of my brain when the game came out there was some sort of comment in the game about the chinese like government or the chinese cuz cuz you know taiwanese chinese interrelation is, right. you know is tenuous and there was something that like made a joke about the leader there or something I could see them shutting that down. So real they quick. shut it down. Oh yeah, and people were like outraged, like what is going on? You know, like blah blah. blah. Like we we want this game back, and they never got it back up until it was, I believe, I'm looking at it now. On December 16th, Gog puts up on their Twitter. They say, 
um, they say, hey, everyone, we're bringing back Devotion on GOG exclusively. It's coming later this month. Like, it's this whole thing, right? Everyone's excited. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. It's great. A few hours later, two hours later, they tweet, earlier today it was announced that the game Devotion is coming to GOG. After receiving many messages from gamers, we have decided not to list the game in our store. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> I want to repeat that. After receiving many messages from gamers, <laughs> we what? have decided not to list the game in our store. What the? What kind of messages could they have been getting? I just cannot. This <laughs> is, I mean nakedly it's they got pressure from somebody in relation to china yeah or they caught wind that like i don't first of all how do you get to the point where you want to bring this game back and you don't understand what happened to bring it down in, in, the, first in the first place, place like, right wh- how do you get there and then number two who is putting this pressure on you? <laughs> the gamers? <laughs> like, what yeah, to blame this? it on the gamers that have been begging for it to come but back is hysterical. They, they keep being so embarrassing in so many ways. Right. And, and it just cracks me up because every apology message from... <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> like, you're morons. And this says, after receiving many messages from gamers, we have decided not to list the game on our store. It is just mm-hmm. so hilarious to me and depressing at the same time because I've been dying to play this game for yeah. a very long time. Oh, that is crazy. And it's just so fucking weird. Many I, I, messages. I many, man. <laughs> I can't understand it. But uh, nonetheless, just wanted to mention that here. Maybe one day <laughs> we'll get devotion because I'm dying to play it. Uh, but that's funny stuff. Yeah. Let's go to some, Good some, old games. some better news. <laughs> um, Nintendo. They decided to make an acquisition of their own. Next Level Games. Let's go. Studio that made the last few Luigi's Mansion games, including Luigi's Mansion 3, which is excellent. Mm -hmm. The Wii Punch-Out, which is a really underrated game. They made a bunch of others, like Mario Strikers and like a couple of the sports games. They're a great studio that makes great Nintendo games, and now they're a Nintendo studio proper. Isn't it funny? Like, how how were... I would have assumed they were, you know? I know. (laughs) Nintendo's weird like that. Yeah. They have, but they did this with another studio. I wish I could remember the name off the top of my head. But like Retro Studios was not a Nintendo studio when they made Metroid Prime. Um, Capcom was making Nintendo. Like they've done this in weird ways. Yeah. And I, I remember the studio that made Mario Party is not a Nintendo studio. Which is crazy to. But they ended up buying them. To like loan, loan out. Yeah, one of your, if not your biggest property, you know, like, and put Mario or Luigi in the title. Like, what the? How is that not already yours? Whatever, it's it's great. Good on them for acquiring them because I, you know, Luigi's Mansion Three really is an awesome game. Great game. Um, so I'm happy about that. Um, next, you know, I'll I'll jump one and I'll say, um. New Pokemon Snap. They showed a new trailer. Mm. Looks amazing. And they announced a release date coming 
April 30th. So pretty soon. That's exciting. Add it to the list of games that actually have release dates this year. Right. Which if you listen to one of our recent episodes, you'll know there are not many that have release dates. <laughs> um, so yeah, very, very excited for that. Yeah, that's cool. And then the last bit of news before we dig into some stuff at the bottom. Um, there was a CES video showing like some B-roll and some stuff for for the PlayStation 5. And at the bottom, we got like a little caption that said, that kind of hinted at some release dates and release windows. So at the bottom in like tiny text, it says um, Ratchet and Clank coming 2021. Horizon Forbidden West coming 2021. Returnal coming March 19th, 2021, which we already know. Right. Pragmata coming 2023. Solar Ash June 2021. Kenna March 2021, which has since been confirmed. Pushed. Oh, confirmed. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stray October 2021. Ghostwire Tokyo October 2021. Little Devil Inside July 2021. Let's go. I'm so excited for that game. Project Athea. January 2022 and Hitman 3 January 2021. So, so this is definitely to be believed. Not that none of these can change. Right. Of course they can change. If I'm being honest, Project Athea, I would have thought was even further out. Right. And, and, but the interesting thing is it's confirmed by Hitman. It's confirmed by Kenna being confirmed for March. Right. Uh, so like that's exciting for the stuff that we didn't know about like ghostwire in october and little Mm -hmm. devil inside in july like that's what's cool and so again not that any of this is set in stone but i just thought it was worth mentioning you know some of these games that we're very excited for for on on the playstation 5 uh we got some you know ideas into where it could the the release dates could possibly which is great and and for the most part uh i don't think playstation games in general have been pushed back super super far in the past i mean last year kind of definitely messed with everybody especially in a console launch year i know it it messed up xbox with the halo release and hopefully we're able to stick to some of these and i think we would have had more um solidified release dates if not for the pandemic and everything so so to have a a month release day you know like i'm fine with that that's whatever i'm totally good yeah. So uh, it's just exciting to see all of these big names and and even small names that we know nothing about just yet coming out this year because yeah. it, it's it's exciting. No, absolutely. Super excited for that. Um, we do have a couple of uh, new segments, but I do want to get some housekeeping out of the way. Um, we have a bunch of new segments that we want to do on on these shows this year. Um, and we're excited yeah. for them. Something I want to mention. So something that we're going to be doing on the next episode, and we'll be doing it the second episode of each month, uh, is we're going to name, we're going to we're going to each take in, you know, we're going to look at the games that have come out in the previous month. So for example, next episode, it'll be, you know, January. it'll be February 15th, yeah. and we'll decide what Circlebacks, game of the month for january is i really like this i'm excited for this so we'll give it like you know we'll get into you know this is a perfect example because february hitman 3 came out the 20th Mm -hmm. 
Cyber Shadow came out the 26th. Right. Olea came out the 28th. The Medium came out the 28th. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like <laughs> imagine us trying to decide that before February 1st. It makes no sense. It would be insane. So we're going to give it a, we're going to give it to the middle of the month. And this will be nice to just kind of look at these games and, and kind of assess in real time, like, oh, which games do we really like from this year and which game, you know, and we'll go month by month. Um, and I think, I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, so look forward to that on the next episode for January's game of the month. Very cool. Um, I also, we have two other new segments that we'll be doing now. Let's do, so every episode we're going to do, each of us are bringing one game from the catalog of Game Pass and doing our Game Pass picks of the show. So, so excited. For me, so the idea is get get these games out in front of people and say, hey, number one, you you, sh- you should know by now that you should have Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, here's a game that I highly recommend on Game Pass and here's why I like it. Totally. That's kind of the idea. And with so, the acquisition of EA Play as well, like Game Pass is more predominant like if you don't have it you're crazy yeah <laughs> well it's just a, it's just an incredible deal yeah. I, I don't know why you wouldn't but i want to talk about my pick of this show dishonored 2 exciting pick i feel like over the years i haven't talked about dishonored that much we oh you i feel like you always touch on it and you say why you love it and then, then it's because yeah. of this other game that's had Dishonored come and Dishonored Two are such amazing, incredible games. And Dishonored Two, in particular, takes the narrative thrust and totally enhances it mm-hmm. from where the first game was. They're the best stealth games. The immersive sim aspects of them are some of my favorite stuff. I probably mention them because of like games like Prey that I love. But Dishonored 2 is so, so, so special. It is really is one of my favorite games of all time. And to have it for free on Game Pass is just outrageous. Remarkable. So play this game. It's a first-person stealth game. You gain these incredible powers. You're choosing skills on a skill tree. Really, really cool story. All the missions are really well designed. There's... Oh, there's so many things I could talk about. Like that's a game that I would love. That I wish we still had our, you know, I wish I wish we had succeeded in our goal of doing the video game book club because this is a game that has so many moments that would be so much fun to talk right. about. Now, as somebody who has a, a really bad OCD problem, yeah, um, is Dishonored one on Game Pass? That's a good question. Let's look it up. Uh, I, I would hope it is because. Again, all Microsoft first-party games should be on there. Should be on there. Right. Um, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Because I know, I, I wonder if it works backwards. You That's know what the I mean? thing. It maybe it doesn't in the sense um, that like they, they were able to get this one or perhaps it was a first-party game afterwards or, or whatever the reason may be. I don't know. Um, but that was always, you want to know my tie to Dishonored is I went into the store to buy a game and when I pre-ordered it, whenever the first Dishonored came out, they gave me Dishonored tarot, tarot cards. <laughs> like that's the only Dishonored attachment that that's I have because so like, I haven't played the game, but I have Dishonored tarot cards. <laughs> that's so funny. Which I, which like the game, I've unopened and unplayed. Well, not that you play tarot <laughs> cards, but unused. Yeah, unused. <laughs> 
Uh, it doesn't look like the original is on Game Pass. Okay, but I can't imagine it being something crazy expensive right now. The no, game is far no, out. Yeah, so yeah. you could so, definitely uh, get that for a song. But I also think it's a different protagonist, so you could probably jump into Dishonored too. Yes, it is. It is a direct continuation. Oh, it is. Okay. Uh, and the story is really good. Um, right. So I would recommend if, playing the first. I mean, I would play the first because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, I really want to play a second. I don't know. Maybe you know, read the story or or look up a story video or something. Right. Um, the story is really gets a lot more interesting in two. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but the mission design and stuff is so excellent on both. Nice. So that's my pick for the show. Great. So I'm so happy about this segment. And I'll tell you what, this is such a hard thing. Because if you actually have Game Pass and go through the catalog, uh, there's like rows of like five games. And in every row of five games, as you go down alphabetically, I could probably pick a game that I'd recommend. You know, that's how um, vast this um, playlist is. Um, So what I wanted to do is pick a game from more recent times that I think didn't get enough love. Uh, It did on my list 2019 i believe is observation and i think this game can go back and forth because i know a lot of people had issues with it in the beginning of the game i luckily didn't have some of those issues and i was able to play through the whole thing i want to say it's like a six to seven hour story uh first person on a spaceship some crazy shit's going down it's a little bit of puzzle solving a lot of exploration on this this spaceship as you read articles and figure stuff out about uh, what's happening, the and the last half, like the last third of it, I would say is just it's so incredible and it totally checks that sci-fi crazy horror niche. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's awesome. I I really recommend it as a as a game to jump in. You don't even have to spend more than ten hours on it. You know, it's I I definitely recommend it. Hopefully, you don't have any issues because I know like. I think some of the directions they give you in the beginning mm-hmm. can be a little ambiguous and hard to decipher if you if you don't jump right on it. And I got super lucky that uh, that I kind of just stumbled upon the answer right. right away in one of the areas. But um, but that's my pick. Observation, it's on there, yeah. and uh, it's not that old. No, it was yeah. it was Circleback Gaming's number seven game of 2019. Yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna be doing that every week or every episode. Um, There'll obviously be a third here. game. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have three. Um, just kind of shining lights on on games on Game Pass. Um, thought that would be fun. And then our other thing that we're going to be doing is checking in on our video game fantasy draft for 2021. So every episode we're going to have like a little update of hey what's happened with with the draft. So. I'll mention right away for this one, it's an exciting start for Dan Dufernoy. Um, Hitman 3 was on his list. And Dan proclaimed that Hitman 3 was going to have an 86 on Open Critic. And sure enough, it has an 86 on Open Critic. Nailed it right on the head. Uh, So Dan gets a bonus two points for that. So he gets two points for the 86 itself and then two points for guessing correctly um the amount so dan is at four points with his first game which is a very strong start the bad news for dan is that one of his games hogwarts legacy has been delayed to 2022 
Oof. So, so those two bonus points he got might make up for that game. The fantasy god giveth, <laughs> and the fantasy god taketh away. Now, if you've listened to, uh, well, first of all, if you know what we're talking about or don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to our fantasy yeah, draft. Definitely listen episode, to it, because, which was part of our look ahead for 2021. I yeah, believe. it's the back. It's in the back half of the of the 2021 right. look ahead. Um, it was super fun making these teams, but I think these check-ins every yeah. episode are going to be are going to be a lot of fun. A just kind of keeping up. Now, these two games in particular, <laughs> Hitman and Hogwarts, were two H's that I wanted <laughs> yeah. that Dan stole from me. Dan no. snatched those H's. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but like you said, giveth and taketh away. That's it. Uh, um, so he's not so here to to back himself up yep. for his decisions. But uh, <laughs> he's listen. He's still very excited to see uh, what Madden twenty twenty two. Oh is all yeah! About. <laughs> Imagine he nails the score for that one too. That would be amazing. Um, also worth mentioning, um, Biomutant now has a release date finally. Finally, and it's coming out May twenty fifth. May twenty fifth. I am so excited. This is a game that's been like, <clears throat> is it going to come out this year for like three years? It sure I, has. And. Outside of it being on my fantasy team, it's a game that I'm just excited to play. I want to play know. this game. This has been a Shelby game for a long time. <laughs> so uh, so excited to have that. And I'm happy that it's not like, oh, it's coming December where it could possibly come out in 2022. Right, right, right. So, exactly. so a May 25th date excites me. That's good. Um, I also will mention, we mentioned it at the top, uh, Shelby's uh, one of his... Um, I forget what we bonus or yeah, yeah what bonuses, we... sleeper, surprise, whatever. Picks was the next game by Extremely Okay Studios, the studio that made Celeste. Um, and they did release Celeste Classic Two, <laughs> but it is not a full game and it has not been rated on Meta on Open Critic. So therefore, this does not count. But I'm fighting for a half point. <laughs> <laughs> the big but here is they could always still put out a full game this year. It's still January. Never know. It's still January. It's early on. Uh, but yeah, that's our update on our fantasy drafts. Um, we'll we'll be doing a check in every episode. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the new stuff we want to do for this year. Um, we're super excited to to be doing some of that stuff. Um, and I think that's gonna wrap it for the episode show. I concur. I think that was a great episode. We had a lot of games to talk about since we uh, since we had a lot of uh, a lot of time, a lot of other episodes, yeah. yeah, going on. We have a lot of games to look forward to with uh, the medium and Elijah literally coming out. Is yeah. that it's Aaliyah? Aaliyah, Aaliyah sorry, yeah. Aaliyah, That's right. literally coming out um, last <laughs> yesterday. So yeah, twenty twenty one, man. I mean, I know we say this every single year. We're like, this is gonna be a good year. How's it gonna top the last year? Right. But man like uh, we were like how how we top in outer wilds and then you have like the conclusion to kentucky and and and, yeah. and games such as that so 2021 what you got in store man yeah i'm we, excited let's see what we happens shall see off to a strong start yes it is um well shelby thank you for being here of course thank you and dan you are missed we'll see you on the next episode and thank you guys out there for listening uh, we hope that you enjoyed as much as we did and until next time, peace. Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening.
just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circle Back Podcasts or Circle Back Gaming on any of these podcast services. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. My God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us our video version on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcasts or Circle Back Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.